Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today, we're going to be talking about dieting as I am joined by author and nutrition specialist, Michael Dorfman. Michael has been a vegetarian since 1976 and 2008. He decided to go on a whole plant food diet, plant-based diet, and it has made a significant difference in his life for the past 14 years, and he wants to talk about it and help others. So, Michael, thank you so much for joining me today. Okay, well, thank you very much, Curtis. Looking forward to this, uh, an opportunity to talk a little bit about uh, what I do. Absolutely. And I'd like to share it with your audience. Absolutely. But before we do that, why don't you just start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself? Okay, well, I was born a long time ago, <laughs> 1942, so I celebrated this January, my 80th birthday, and I was just checking uh, last week that I was actually born one month after uh, Japan uh, attacked Pearl Harbor, so that was significant. So anyway, so I was born uh, into, a, well, a family. My father uh, was a butcher. And my brother was a butcher, and I had two uncles that were butchers. So we were really, I was born into a meat and dairy family, and uh, that's what uh, we ate, at least uh, once a day, meat and dairy. And I grew up, I was actually, uh, grew up to be a strong boy. I played uh, high school football, and I had actually uh, scholarships to four uh, universities which I took one, which was the University of Bridgeport. So I weighed about that. I was weighing over, over almost 200 pounds, and I was five foot uh, 10. I was uh, pretty short. But I uh, took the scholarship, and I, uh, I quit pretty quickly because I saw how big these college ball players were. So I, I stopped playing football, and uh, I got into – well, I, I graduated uh, – uh, university. I went to two years of postgraduate in psychology, and I didn't get into uh, uh, plant-based foods. I had my first experience in 1967 when I did a, a, a raw food, uh, fruit and vegetable diet, which uh, I lost a lot of weight, felt pretty good, but uh, I didn't care for it because I felt it was quite boring. I did that for about a year and a half. And then, as you mentioned, I got into, uh, I became a vegetarian in 1976. Couldn't give up the, the dairy, though. And uh, I, I, got, I got sick a couple of times every single year. For like 32 years, I would not sick. I would get colds or a sore throat, fever. But I couldn't kick that. And my brother who uh, had been a vegan, he was eating uh, vegan foods for like 20 years by that time, he told me, well, why don't you give up uh, dairy? And all I could think of was the, the pizza. And <laughs> it was like, really, I, I just really didn't want to do it. He suggested I read this book called The China Study. 
which was by T. Colin Campbell, Dr. Campbell, and uh, I read it, and that much had an impact on me and changed my life, so I decided to go for it. I gave up dairy, and that was like close to 14 years ago, and I never turned back since then. I I'm really appreciate what it's done. I really, I'm 80 years old, feel great, as good as I've, I think I've ever felt. Well, what, what inspired you to start educating others about whole food, vegan nutrition? Well, that was really something interesting that happened because, as I said, I, you know, when I found out that this diet was very good for my personal health, uh, it when uh, I was, uh, who was living on the island, uh, well, I live in, uh, I've been living in Mexico almost 40 years. So a friend of ours, uh, Beatrice, who was living in the island of Cozumel, which is on the east coast, it's right off of uh, Cancun, uh, she had a heart attack. And uh, she was taken to, well, taken to the hospital in uh, a city close by, Merida, and they, she went through uh, bypass surgery, came out okay, and then they sent her back home. A year later, she uh, she was suffering. She had pain in her arm, and the doctors told her to come back, and that she needed to have a stent put in because the uh, the vein that replaced the original artery uh, was you know was clogged up already. So the, the the problem was is that the the vein was so narrow that they couldn't put the stent in. And unfortunately, they told her that that was it. They couldn't do anything for her, that she had to go back home and that she, sh she shouldn't exercise too hard or climb stairs, even though her bedroom was on the second floor. Uh, what they didn't tell her was that uh, she had six months to live, which she told my wife and her son that she, she had about six months to live. So I got the wind of this, and uh, I had already been on a vegan diet for about a year. Uh, I had read a lot of books on it, and I had read about there were doctors who were actually reversing and, and heart disease and helping people that were in you know terrible shape from uh, from heart disease. So I told Beatrice about it, and I suggested she read this book by uh, Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn uh, called uh, Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease. And I explained it to her that he was having, you know, great results with, with people with heart problems. So she decided to do that. She still didn't know at that time that she, the doctors had said she had six months to live. So she went into, she decided to go for a vegan diet. And uh, instead of living the six months that the doctors predicted, she lived close to eight years. And uh, she died a few years ago. It wasn't from heart disease. But uh, to me, that had a tremendous uh, impact because I had read about doctors that were having success, but here it was, I had my own personal experience of a friend who went through it and had, had this tremendous change from changing, just changing the foods she was eating. And I thought, it's like, you know, to me, it's like, how come doctors don't you know, tell people about this possibility. How come this is not the default, you know, move for doctors, you know, with patients to say, we'll give this a try, but they don't do that. And I, this was puzzling for me until I, I realized, you know, to add a point that 
you know, doctors may not be well educated on nutrition. And I found out to, that to be the case that there is, you know, most universities, most medical schools give very little uh, information. They don't give many courses on nutrition to, to, uh, to doctors. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the reason. But then I found out that it's not only heart disease, that there's, there's other diseases that uh, chronic diseases that can be dealt with and even reversed with, uh, with diet and lifestyle changes, you know, like type 2 diabetes, diabetes uh, high blood pressure, uh, just, you know, different uh, cholesterol, people who get cholesterol, cancer. It's amazing, you know, but unfortunately, doctors don't do this. So this is, you know, tell these the patients about this. And this is, you know, for me, it was like, okay, I've got to do something about it. I really want to inform people. So I ended up writing the book, and I have uh, my website, and I have a Facebook pages, and I'm doing podcasts. I do talks uh, locally where I live here in Mexico, and uh, just want to get the information out and tell people that you know there is another option and especially during these times with you know with the the pandemic well we're definitely going to get into your website and your your facebook page and all that but let's talk about where vegans get their protein from okay well that's uh, the favorite question <laughs> that vegans get where do you get your protein from and and for me, it's, uh, I usually answer that in a couple of ways. Uh, uh, the first way I say is, uh, well, I get my protein from the same place that uh, elephants, gorillas, uh, racehorses, uh, water buffaloes, hippopotamus, and even cows get their protein from, and that's from plants. And then uh, that usually uh, you know, opens their eyes a little bit. And then I talk about, you know, there's so many athletes uh, today that, uh, that the, use, well, they eat a, a plant-based diet. You know, famous athletes, uh, Tom Brady, for example, he's probably 90% uh, uh, protein. The, the, the Williams sisters, uh, Serena and, and Venus Williams, they're uh, plant-based. Uh, uh, Kyrie Irving, there are many basketball players. Kyrie Irving's probably the most famous. Uh, who else? Uh, uh, Lionel Messi is maybe the greatest soccer player of all time. He's plant-based. Uh, the list goes on. I mean, in, in so many different sports, in rock climbing, in, uh, in, in marathons, uh, even the uh, formula, I forgot his name, uh, the champion Formula One the driver is, is a vegan. So the, it goes on, and more and more athletes are realizing, because what happens, what the, what's happening with the athletes, it's not only that uh, they're having some of their best performances on plant-based foods. You know, obviously they're getting their protein from that, from that, but it's also they're feeling better, and uh, in the long the long run, I think it's going to be very good for them. You know, for their health when they get these athletes, you know, retire. And they, and, they, and they get older. And one of the, uh, what I do suggest is what, there's a, a very well-known uh, uh, documentary called The Game Changers, which is on Netflix now. It's, and it's, uh, some of the great athletes are on that. And it just explains a lot about, you know, how athletes can depend on protein. And that's, 
basically uh, where they're getting their protein from. But I, what I'd like to uh, mention also, I don't, uh, well, I don't know if you, I wanted to talk about the, uh, the, the fiber, which is to me, uh, uh, in, you know, that's my third answer is, you know, I, answer, I try to answer the question, where do you get the protein from? But then I ask people, uh, where do you get your fiber from? And that's one of the problems because fiber is a very important uh, food for uh, uh, for people to eat because it's very important for the the unhealthy uh, microbiome. And when you're on a uh, you're not you're eating too much meat or you're eating too much dairy, you're not getting enough fiber because that's where the uh, fiber comes from. They come from plants. Well, you just answered my next question, why you feel that plant-based foods are better than meat and dairy. So why do you feel like whole, whole food, plant-based diets are the best lifestyles? Well, because, uh, I mean, throughout history, it just showed... Some of the, I guess some of the best, uh, most of the healthiest and longest living people on the planet are uh, plant-based. And these are uh, people who live in the rural areas in Japan, in China, in parts of Africa. And also uh, there's these five zones, it's called the blue zones. And uh, Dan Buettner wrote the, wrote the book on the blue zones. And there are five areas uh, in the world uh, where the uh, healthiest and longest living people on the planet live. And he was, uh, uh, he was sponsored by National Geographic. He used to work for National Geographic. And they, told, they gave him two years to find out, to, to just traverse the world and find out where the healthiest people uh, uh, live. And he did that and he found out, well, one of the places is in Okinawa, Japan, uh, another place is in uh, Loma Linda, California. That's in the United States, the Seventh-day Adventist. Uh, there's uh, Sardinia in Italy. Uh, where else? Uh, Nicoya in Costa Rica and Icaria in Greece. So that's what they found out. And it's uh, they have other lifestyle uh, choices or practices that they do, but they're all basically plant-based with occasion they'll eat a piece of meat or some fish but it's uh, plant-based and for me uh, I don't know I, it's, it's hard to say what uh, it's done for me but uh, I feel as good as I've ever been uh, uh, eating plant-based foods I was able to all the problems I had when I was even a vegetarian of getting sick you know once or twice a year uh, that's gone I hardly ever get sick uh, uh, you know, at all I guess that's uh, you know enough for me to say that uh, I believe that's the you know the best uh, diet, the best uh, nutrition to follow. Well, you also say that you believe that eating plant-based whole foods can stop the damage that we're inflicting on our planet. Why do you believe that? Well, you know that's a very interesting subject because. Uh, you know, we hear so much about climate change. You know, that's like the one, one of the top themes of our times is climate change. And they meet in Paris and other places. 
and uh, it's to reduce the CO2 emissions. But they're not, you know, what we need to be aware of is what we're doing to the planet. We're uh, destroying the, the rivers and the stream, the streams, the oceans are getting polluted. Uh, what's happening, and one of the reasons uh, this, this is happening is because of our need to consume a large amount of, uh, of animal products. So what, what's happening, for example, is that the arable land, the land that's being used uh, in the world is mostly being used to plant crops for cattle, for uh, chickens, for livestock to eat so that we can eat the meat. But the problem is, is that uh, the amount of land that's and water that's used to, to, uh, for these crops, which are basically corn and soy, uh, is many, many times more than the land required to uh, plant uh, uh, fruits and vegetables. And, and then the ironic thing is we're, we're planting for cattle instead of planting for human beings. If we plant it for human beings, you know, maybe so many people, well, hundreds of thousands of people are, are dying of starvation uh, around the world. And the other thing we do is that in order to have this arable land, we're destroying the forest and the wetlands because we have to clear that in order to have room to plant uh, for the food. So we're destroying the forest. When we destroy the forest, we're you know causing uh, species to go extinct, and the species go, go either go extinct or they go and look in the, for other areas where they're not even uh, able to adjust to. So that's part of the things uh, things that are happening, and then you're destroying the forest, which is the lungs of the earth. And the, we know what we're doing with the oceans, with the contamination of the oceans, but it's not only the contamination of the o oceans, it's the overfishing of the oceans that, that's happening. We're, we're just eliminating the fish because, you know, I don't know if you know that the, uh, these large uh, ships that are, are, are uh, sent out to get the fish, they have these tremendous nets that uh, scour the whole ocean bottom and they pull up all this these fish and they throw away so much of the fish because they're not looking for all the fish that they're you know they're looking for specific types of fish and the fish are dying and uh, the oceans are are dying there's uh, uh another documentary called seaspiracy which is called which is on netflix also which explains this so we're destroying the the rivers and the streams we have the factory farms where we have all these animals put together, uh, the cows, for example, in these very, very enclosed spaces, the pigs as well. And uh, we ha they're so enclosed that uh, they don't have free space. A, a cow is supposed to be eating grass. And here they're just they're eating the soy and, and the uh, corn that's, that, you know, that's not really their main food. And then they're, because they're in such closed uh, situations, they have to be injected with, uh, with uh, antibiotics and also uh, in order to they don't get infected and also they're uh, with the hormones that help them grow more. And when people start eating these hormones, these animals, they're also getting the hormones and the antibiotics 
into the cows. 85% of the antibiotics that are, are used in, in the United States alone are used for the, for the cattle so they don't get infected. So this is just a, a vicious cycle and, you know, the, of how we're, you know, what we're doing to, to the planet and the use of water for the, uh, the land. It just, so I, I think that what needs to happen is that people need to be aware of what's going on because, uh, you know, oh, and the other thing I'm just remembering is what they use for, you know, the plants, the, uh, the pesticides, the pesticides, uh, that are being used are, uh, you know, when they're used on the plants, we're eating the plants and we get people are getting sick from that and the pesticides and are going into the rivers and the streams. So this is a, uh, you know, a, a cycle that uh, I believe needs to be uh, broken. Do you feel like chronic illnesses and weakening the immune system is just a part of aging or you feel it's uh, due to something else? I think that we're, you know, I think doctors tell us that. I think that uh, I, most people believe that, that you know, you get older and, uh, you know, close to two thirds of the people that die are dying from either heart disease or, or cancer. And uh, I think that people accept that. They accept that, well, you know, you have to go from, you know, you have to die from something. And I think that, uh, you know, it's not true, you know. I feel that from for me, it's not true, and uh, I believe that it, we need to become healthy. We can be healthy and have a strong immune system for a long, long time. You know, another thing we're told, for example, you know, now with uh, COVID, is that uh, you know children have strong immune system, but as you get older, the years pass. Uh, your immune, the immune system deteriorates. Why? You know, I don't believe that has to be like that. You, 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 if you take care of yourself, if you eat properly, if you have follow the, you know, healthy lifestyle uh, practices, uh, there's no reason it'll, it'll you know, uh, deteriorate. You can take this all the way. Why should a person live only till 80 years why can't a person live to a hundred years but not only live but really thrive there's no reason that that shouldn't happen and i believe that that's true and i know people and friends i have that also believe that the same way that i think we're just accepting that uh, oh it i was told that years ago i had some a problem with my back oh it's your age people are told oh it's your age it's okay for your age it's normal for your age I don't believe that, and I don't think that people should believe that. I think that uh, we can be healthy uh, for a long time as we get older. Well, to tell the listeners about your Facebook page and your book and what they can expect when they check out your book and check out your Facebook page. Okay, well, that's great. Uh, book, uh, it's called The Thriving Vegan. It was written two years ago. And uh, it's how to learn about, how to discover the foods your body loves. And I go through so many different topics about, uh, uh, about health, about uh, you know, the need for supplements, uh, the needs, uh, you know, I talk about uh, just many different topics about, about health, also about how it affects the cli uh, climate, what I just spoke about. 
and uh, and also uh, I'm writing another book now, which is uh, is uh, in the process of doing. Also, I have a Facebook page which is called Go Whole Food Vegan. I do posts on that, and uh, I have uh, I also created a, a group here where I live in San Miguel uh, de Allende in Mexico. It's called the Vegan Wave. We have over 400 members, and we share and we have potlucks together, and we discuss, uh, you know, whole food, plant based. And what I'm doing, I mentioned to you, the, is that uh, I'm creating now a uh, an ebook. It's almost finished. It should be finished in the next two or three days. And I cover so many different topics from uh, the COVID. It, it, it's actually called the nutrition. Uh, lifestyle and COVID connection. So I try to put together all of this and how it, how it's so important. I, I believe it's so important for us to be healthy during uh, the, the the times of pandemics and the time of of COVID. One of the ways I felt that uh, uh, we were let down uh, is during this you know the the pand pandemic is that uh, we knew from the very beginning the uh, comorbidities the uh, the uh, chronic diseases that were most associated with uh, with serious illness uh, serious symptoms from covid you know they were type 2 diabetes uh, obesity uh, cardiovascular disease for example and uh, i was waiting i was waiting for 2 years for some some country some doctors from health institute to say tell us how to become healthy I mean, even we're especially we're in lockdown for so long, you know, now is the time that we could take care of our health. And if we do that, we can feel confident. We don't have to be afraid of of getting sick. And that's why I felt that, uh, you know, we were let down. Anyway, those are some of the that's some of the information that I can I can give you. Well. Go ahead and throw out your contact information, any websites. Okay. I know you got a Facebook group, but any, any other you know websites or anything. Okay, I'll just go through it slowly. <laughs> My website is uh, Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, the letter J, uh, that's like for Joel, uh, Dorfman, that's D-O-R-F as in Frank, man dot com that's my website and what i do is I, I i have a lot of posts up there i have over 50 posts up there i have videos up there and i keep putting up new ones and uh and the other thing which, which i'm very proud of it's a 45 page uh ebook which i just mentioned and uh, i would like to send that out to any any of the listeners uh, who is inter interested in learning more about this, uh, if they can send me uh, the email, their email, because uh, I will send it out between uh, in approximately three days, uh, free of charge. And uh, my email is mdorfman, D-O-R-F-M-A-N, that aroba, well, at, the aroba was in Spanish, at, gmail.com and if you send me your your email your name and your email i'll get working on it and i'll send you out this uh uh this ebook i just put together 
So, uh, yeah. So anyway, I hope people are interested and I, I, I really enjoyed being on this show. So ladies and gentlemen, mdorfman at gmail.com, michaeljdorfman.com. Be sure to check him out, pick up that ebook, you know, have an open mind and, and at least look into what he has to say and see if you like it or not. Also be oh, sure to f- oh. go ahead. Yeah, Curtis, I just wanted to mention about the, it's uh, M. Dorfman, the, the, Gmail, the uh, email, M. Dorfman, the number seven, at gmail.com. That's ah, the email. Okay, M. Dorfman at seven. <laughs> oh, no problem. M. Dorfman seven at gmail.com to get that ebook. Please be sure to follow, rate, review, and share this episode to as many people as possible. Android listeners, go download the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast app from the Google Play Store, or you can download the Podbreed app and check it out there. Michael, thank you so much for joining me today. Okay, thank you, Curtis. It was wonderful. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.